the four-lap average for Scott Dixon, again, 234.046. 234 miles an hour. Dixon takes the pole for the Indy 500 with the fastest qualifying run in history. Uh, this was fast before Dixon. I mean, this VK was crazy fast. This top 12 is incredible. JMV joins us right now from 93.5, 107.5 The Fan. You will catch us out there on race day from 5 to 11 a.m., bringing you the pre-show, breaking it all down. And, you know, I spoke to you last week on on my midday show, and, and I got into the idea that there definitely seems to be this feel, and, and it's all anecdotal, certainly was anecdotal at that point, that... Everybody thinks they can win this thing. And it could just be the excitement of having a crowd back. You take a look at the speeds in this top 12, and yeah, I think we're right. Everyone believes that they've got the car that can win this thing this year. Hey, Tony, there's no doubt, too. And then you think about guys who are veterans from around that place that have the incredible level of talent, you know, certainly like uh, Joseph Newgarden, who didn't have the weekend that was spectacular that a lot of people thought. Oh, the four-time winner, Elio Castro-Nevis, starting 27th, who everybody's going to be watching coming up on Sunday, who didn't have the weekend that everybody thought that he might. I mean, those are outliers that also are going to play a significant role. I agree with you, and I agree with everybody out there suggesting that it's just beyond everybody, Tony, being back. This is an incredibly talented field, and it's a great mixture. It really is. I mean, you got the young guys, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, and then you have the old guys, as I just mentioned, too, um, and then you see a guy like Scott Dixon yesterday. Was there any doubt that he was going to go out there? I don't know if anybody thought he was going to pull off the four-lap average, in which he did. But was there any doubt when he went out there that he was going to go out and get it done? That was incredibly impressive. Great drama yesterday. I cannot wait to Sunday when we're doing that pre-race and talking about it. It should be spectacular. Now, one of the things that I noticed, I was taking a look at, at the top nine, but I really could take a look at what we're calling that fast 12, and I do want to get into the Jimmy Johnson story uh, pretty quick, but when I take a look at this 12, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's It wasn't a blow away from Honda. It wasn't a blow away from Chevy. Seven for Honda, five for Chevy. Uh, that's a pretty nice blend there of what these engines are doing and how these drivers are working with them. No, there's no doubt about that. I, again, we'll see what happens on race day. We'll see if maybe a veteran presence will, will take over a little bit, you know, more than the younger guys. But you're right. There is such a competitive balance in this field altogether. And I know you're going to bring him up coming up in a minute. The Jimmy Johnson storyline, I think we tend to probably focus on that just because of what he is trying to do here, which is an amazing story. But I love the fact, Tony, that much like Michael Jordan did in the 1990s, you, you decide to quit something that you absolutely bested everybody at, what, seven-time NASCAR champion, and then you go all the way to the bottom and work your way up, grind your way back up. When you don't have to, I mean, you're set. You are set with your, with your legend, with your history, financially. You don't have to do anything like that. But what we're witnessing right now or could witness coming up on race day is just beyond his talent. It's absolutely amazing because a lot of these stars, maybe only a handful, and heck, I think we can bring up two right now, they rarely do this, go all the way to the bottom and start back up. That, to me, is just a fantastic storyline that we talk about often, and probably we don't talk about, Tony, that aspect of it enough. 
Talking to JMV from 93.5, The Fan. Here is something to talk about. Ed Carpenter starting at the inside of row two, position number four. Connor Daly, one of his uh, guys that he'll be in spot 18. And Renus VK, who had an insane run outside of row one in position three. Once again... The, the the Indianapolis guy, Ed Carpenter, is in the position to 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 get a victory. And once again, you got to wonder, uh, how's it all going to get messed up? Like, I, I don't want to be that guy, <laughs> but you couldn't be in a better position right now than his team. Here's, here's where it gets messed up. He's going to talk to me later on today on my show. And I think this is his 19th start in the Indy 500. Um, I mess him up because I pick him to win every year. So that's where we all. That's what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to do my part and pick somebody else this year to give him that fighting chance. No, honestly, yeah, his team performed incredibly well, and you know he would probably tell you right now that uh, the odds-on favorite with his team is is Renus VK, and Renus VK is one of those young drivers and certainly has a great vehicle, I think, for Sunday to get around that place. But man, would it not be great? I mean, you talk about the Jimmy Johnson story, Tony, which would be spectacular. I mean, on all levels, spectacular. But finally, for Ed Carpenter, I believe the 19th time, again, he started around that place. I'm always picking him. I'm always giving him that bad luck, that bad karma by picking him. It'd be great to see him get around that place on Sunday and finally bring it home. And honestly, much like a lot of other of these guys that are starting in this race on Sunday, he has an ample opportunity to do it, but it takes so more. Did you see them fighting Tony yesterday? I mean, just going around the track during a qualifying lap, fighting that thing. I, I can't imagine Jimmy Johnson when he got a little bit squirrely and that that loose end that he had to recover from. I was able to I hold it. I, I yes, I cannot imagine that, and that's what's different about IMS. It is different on every corner, considering what the weather is. Is the sun out? Is there a cloud over turn four? It is an amazing spectacle. It really is. And watching these guys fight each and every corner, going as fast as they are, uh, like yesterday, Tony, was absolutely amazing, too. Before I let you go, I'll give you one more story that's going to become a story, and he may be my pick. Uh, Dale Coyne Racing. I mean, I, I don't want to say out of nowhere. I think I, I, I wouldn't have a qualification to say that. I don't think that that's respectful. But Takuma Sato... In position 10, and David Malukas in position 13, um, they're in an absolutely wonderful spot for what some people might consider to be a smaller race team. Let me tell you about Takuma Sato. I thought about him. I was going over in my mind some things that we might be talking about, and the former champion is a guy that we're going to be talking about on Sunday because we know that he has the capability to get around that place and to take it home. And he's uh, I, he's got... As you know, all these guys have guts. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but you talk about somebody who just doesn't care other than getting the win. I completely agree with you right there. If it's somebody that can take that team and get a win, it's the guy that's done it before, and it's a guy like that in Takuma Sato. But yeah, it is uh, going to be an amazing week. You and I, when the cannon goes off, and you kind of soil yourself a little bit around right. 6.03. Or, I, I cannot wait for that. That is a tradition unlike any other, Tony Katz. I can't wait. I, I got to tell you. you extra diapers? Uh, oh, well, no, no, no. I, I just I just bring some wet wipes and we're fine. Uh, 
Sato, Sato is in an interesting position to go for number three. And I yeah. think that is a storyline. We'll talk more about it this week. JMV, 93.5, 107.5, The Fan.